Hi, and welcome to this latest episode of Sepad Pod, the sectarianism proxies and desectarianization podcast based at Lancaster University. I'm Simon Mayburn, and today I'm joined by Quentin de Pimoda. Quentin is uh, the author of of the Khaliji voice, and he's a regular observer, commentator on the Middle East. He's very active on Twitter, and uh, he does most of this in his spare time, aside from uh, working on some consultancy uh, and doing some communications work. But I want to talk to him today about his wonderful book, The Khaliji Voice, and, and broader engagement with regional politics, culture, and art. So, Quentin, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Very it's, glad to be here. Uh, it's a pleasure, Quentin. It's a pleasure. So, Quentin, I normally start by asking um, what prompted an interest in, in the Middle East. So, I guess you've got quite a personal story to tell here. Yeah, um, actually, it's uh, very family-related uh, uh, because uh, um, my, my parents used to uh, live in Kuwait for about 10 years, and I have three older sisters, and they were all... Uh, born in Kuwait. I'm the only kid born in France, actually. Right. And, and, and we, we managed to, to keep a, a close contact with uh, uh, some, some friends over there. Um, and, and this is how I got to start with uh, uh, having an interest in the, in, the, in the Middle East, particularly in the GCC. And after I spent some time in Yemen, trying to learn Arabic, and sometime working in Kuwait and, and in Bahrain for several years for this book. Fantastic. So, can I ask just a little bit about your, your formative years in, in Kuwait? How old were you when, when you were there, and, and what, are your, what are your memories of that time spent? No, so, I, I went later. The, the funny thing is that I've been told a lot of things about Kuwait by my parents and sister. I had no memory of it. Right, okay. But I, I, I went later on to work there on an oil uh, field, and uh, my, my family was very eager to know what I have seen to, to, to see if it's still the, the, the Kuwait they, they actually uh, encountered. And, uh, and it was not actually changed a lot. But the thing also that... Um, uh, thought me is that in Kuwait, if you know it, the, the, sometimes you feel that it's um, the, the, the buildings and the infrastructures. Uh, sometimes you feel it's it's been stuck in the seventies, you know. So yeah. you still have this kind of uh, modernity uh, in the very core center of the city, and 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 the rest of it is uh, is is quite, uh, um, uh, I would say older, and uh, which gives a, a very particular uh, uh, sentiment to what uh, Kuwait. It's actually one of the, the, the GCC country uh, I, I really love the, the, most, the most, sorry, because I still have good friends over there and try to visit it every two years at least. Fantastic. So you, you'd have no real recollection of, of your time in Kuwait as a child, but then going back there you, you worked in, in the oil sector, and, and yeah. how was that as, uh, as someone who had this, this sort of experience of spending time in, in Kuwait, but what, without really 
sort of remembering it directly, but remembering it in a sort of second-hand way from from family, from parents and siblings? Yeah. Uh, my, parent, my, my father used to work in the oil industry, and when I came uh, to Kuwait, it was actually to work for uh, Kuwait oil company, uh, KOC. And I remember very, uh, it was in 2003, something like that, Fortunately, the uh, oh no, sorry, 2006. Uh, the, the, the war in Iraq was uh, going on, and I remember being uh, uh, welcomed at the, the airport, knowing nothing actually about the, the city, seeing nothing, arriving at the airport, and 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 a guy picked me up, a driver very kindly picked me up and drove me to the di- desert directly. So the, the only thing I saw first was only the desert and the oil rig, which was a, a non-shore oil rig in the middle of the desert, wasn't really officially allowed to be there because uh, uh, I didn't have the permit. So we right. had to take second uh, uh, roads to get there uh, to avoid checkpoints. Yeah. Uh, there were some back then. And, and the first week I, I, I didn't leave this uh, actually, this this compound, this rig, <clears throat> and uh, uh, it's only after uh, a weekend when I, I was hosted by uh, my father's uh, friend that I in Kuwait City that I discovered the city, and, and that was a whole other experience, uh, uh, very different from <clears throat> what I was seeing every day. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can imagine a dramatically different experience. Yeah. Speaking of, of difference, you you then after that time you went and, and spent spent time in Yemen trying to, to learn Arabic and yeah. and and trying to build on your, your experiences in Kuwait. So how was that? What was that like compared to to Kuwait and, and a, a very different type of political context? So when I, I was there it was three years later um, Ali Abdelassale was still president, and I remember someone telling me a very, very aptly description of uh, Yemen back then, saying it's exactly the same uh, uh, environment as I would have imagined uh, the time of Jesus Christ. It's a bit uh, uh, strange to say that, but in Yemen, it's the only place, and particularly in, in Sana'a, because I, I was based in Sana'a, uh, the, the only place I saw a real uh, um, Arabic market right. um, that is absolutely, completely genuine, you know, um, not for tourists or not for... That it was actually what I would do, the, the stereotype of what you imagine the, uh, the, 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 the Arab world looks like when, when you are not accustomed to it. Um, and, and Yemen was a, an amazing experience because the, 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 the Yemeni were uh, very eager to actually uh, know, get to know the, 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 the people who were uh, visiting. And um, as an expat, I had a an, an amazing experience. Uh, uh, I went to, uh, should I say that, but I went to cat station, you know, they, they, they eat cat over there, yeah. uh, some of them. Um, drink, uh, we were hosted, I was hosted all the time by, by locals. And, and, and truly this, uh, 
uh, time in Yemen, uh, I, I took the most of it because I traveled a lot, except in a particular region, which is Marib, that was uh, highly uh, uh, um, not uh, recommended by uh, the French embassy back then uh, for, for French to go. Yeah. Or for, and, um, and, but other than that, I got to uh, go to Shibam, to to ties to, uh, to Odeida, to Mukala, uh, um, and so yes, yeah, it's, it's a completely other uh, dimension uh, compared to uh, Kuwait, of course, because as you know, it's the poorest uh, 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 country of the peninsula, and so uh, uh, we are not on the same uh, even planet. We were not back then on the same planet. Unfortunately, today it's even uh, worse. Yeah. It, it's interesting hearing you say this, Quentin, because I think a number of, of previous guests on the podcast have also s spent time in, in Yemen doing language training, probably around the same time as, as you. So it strikes me that, that some of our guests could well have crossed paths in the, the various uh, language communities that, that exist there. But um, anyway, moving aside from, uh, from that little observation... I want to talk about about the book or the book series, if I may. Mm -hmm. And I think this is this is wonderful. I think on the podcast we've talked a lot about the the political, the economic, the social, the religious, but we've not really touched on on art and and, and culture as much. And that was one of the main reasons why I wanted to talk to you today, Quentin. So, can you tell us a bit about about the Khaliji voice? What is it that you were trying to do and and what prompted the decision to try and do it? Okay, so the, the, the story starts with a friend of mine who also is uh, very interested by the GCC, same as me. Uh, our parents know each other from the GCC. Uh, he's French, and so we've been <laughs> knowing each other for a long time. He's a photographer, and I was working in an editing company. And uh, he's told me, you know, you are interested in the uh, GCC. I am too. I think there is something to do over there. Um, I would like, he, 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 came with, he came up with the idea about focusing on art in the GCC because it was actually um, uh, getting really big. Uh, we're talking about in 2014, so it was already big. You know, and you have people like uh, uh, Sultan Al Qasimi, who is a big yeah, uh, uh, GCC collectioner, and so 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 everybody was talking about art. But so we kind of merged our uh, both our interests. He was very interested in the art, and I was very interested in what the youth was thinking in the GCC post uh, Arab Spring. Um, and so we agreed to focus on a, a kind of art, a type of art that is really youth-driven. So it gave us, uh, we came with the idea of the street and street art and the urban art scene, uh, because we wanted to see how, how, how these people were, uh, uh actually, uh, expressing. And, uh, What's interesting with the, the, the urban art scene over there is that it's a small scene. Mm -hmm. They know each other from every GCC country. They know each other very well. It's a small community, but it's a very dynamic community, and it's a growing community. 
And, and by luck, uh, we got introduced to several big actors uh, in, the, in the region. I'm thinking about a guy called PJ Outlaw in Bahrain or a big hash who is a radio host. He was based by then in Jeddah, now he's in the UAE. And mm-hmm. both of them, but others, uh, opened us uh, uh, the doors of uh, this uh, community. And we get to uh, select uh, several artists per countries that we interviewed. We went to their places. Uh, my friend Melchior de Tanguy, uh, who is the photographer, took some amazing pictures with an old format, cam- old format camera and uh, to the, uh, pictures of uh, portraits or pictures of their places uh, uh, or uh, landscapes that they like. And it's all, we try to do a book really around these artists, what they think, what they told us, what they like, what, are, what, what they fear, and, and not about our uh, own interpretation, obviously, uh, uh, of, the, of the GCC scene. Sure. It's fascinating, and I, I, I think it's such an important and interesting project. Before going into the, the intricacies of, of the different states, just tell us a bit, Quentin, about, about the connection between art and youth culture and, and urban environments. I mean, how does it fit together? It seems intuitive for it to all go together, but, but how does it fit together and why? One of the uh, main things we always ask the artist, one of the main first questions, we try to be a bit challenging in our question to them, was, okay, guys, this is urban art. Uh, urban art is, whether we like it or not, whether it's true or not, it's very associated with uh, the Western culture, maybe even more with the U.S. culture. You guys are in the GCC. Uh, is it what, what? What are you doing with this uh, 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 Western culture? Is, is it a copy paste? And of course, we, we expected it. It was the the, the 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 aim of the question was to be provocative, obviously. And they all said actually quite the same thing. They said absolutely not. It's not a Western culture. It's an universal culture culture um, with codes that have been evolving from one region to the others. And they gave example of the street art in Lisbon, uh, Lisboa, which is not the same as in uh, uh, Manchester. It's not the same in Detroit, etc. And you can go east also with the uh, uh, East Asia uh, uh, continent, uh, region. And they, they, they always say it's, it's a we just take the code of this universal culture, but we pour our own local uh, uh, twist in it. Right, okay. Um, and taste. And it's very important. And it was one of the most important things is that it's always very, the, all the artists we've met are uh, very proud of the Arab uh, uh, roots and always try to promote them, show them to the world. They want the world to actually understand and stop uh, seeing the Arabs in, 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 in general and the GCC in particular through the, the, the stereotype 
types that we can some that some can have through through uh, media coverage. Yeah. Did you have a, a background in art at, at any point, Quentin, or was this something that you came to more from the political side? Uh, absolutely not. I didn't have any background, and that was very important for me because I uh, my my point was the dumber the question were, the better the answer would be. And I well, obviously I, I really like uh, rap. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of old school in what I listen in rap, and particularly French rap. But this is the only culture I would say I knew in this urban culture. The hip hop I didn't know uh, very well. The street artist I, I the only one I know was uh, was Banksy, you know, yeah. uh, because he's very famous, and that's hmm. it. But I wanted to actually uh, ask the the the, the most Stupid question. Uh, so, so I could uh, m- m- maybe explain better, or, or uh, um, try to um, yeah to write the, the, the to, for everybody to actually understand what sure. they wanted to carry as a message. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so I didn't want to do. We didn't want both uh, Melchior and I. We didn't want to do a book for. Uh, knowledgeable people uh, about art. Someone who is very knowledgeable about art and particularly about the urban art won't learn a lot through our book, to be honest. And maybe we'll even find some mistakes, uh, technical uh, mistakes uh, about the uh, urban art history. But however, someone who who doesn't know uh, will have, uh, I think, a window on what some of the young people, not all of them, it's a small community, again, but some of the young people, what, what do some of the young people think and they believe in and they want to, 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 to show, uh, to, uh, to carry, what message they want to carry? I think it's an interesting point you make, but to me it strikes me that there's, there's, there's something about agency here and the peculiarities about agency that that make it distinct from from other types of of urban art projects and given that you you're talking about the gcc in particular there are the peculiarities of of context there's the specificities of of gcc spatial temporal contexts different uh different urban landscapes obviously different political, social, economic, cultural factors. So that's what, what was really interesting to me, that all these different different sort of forces and structures and and values play out in a range of different ways. So I, I, I think you've perhaps done yourself a disservice with the book, Quentin. I think that, that people will learn a lot from it. I hope so. But you see, <laughs> back then... Um, the, the we we the uh, street art uh, was uh, very much covered uh, uh, post Arab Spring uh, yeah. in Lebanon, Tunisia, Egypt. I met some uh, uh, artists from Sudan also. The, the, um, and it was it's a, it was a very powerful scene. It still is a very powerful scene uh, post uh, uh, Arab Spring, but we never. Uh, talked about what's 
happening in the uh, GCC. And there is this kind of... Uh, what we felt is that the, the use of the GCC was wishing to say something um, again, uh, this community, uh, I don't want to generalize, uh, but uh, wanted to say something that was a bit, uh, 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 how would I put it, um, mm, didn't want to uh, actually seem pretentious in face of what the other Arab youth was facing at the same time. Mm -hmm. They knew that they were in a very privileged area, security speaking, for example, um, or stability speaking. Um, and, and compared to the artists from uh, uh, Egypt, uh, Tunisia, uh, Lebanon, uh, Palestine, Syria, who were actually struggling in the day-to-day -day life because it was uh, re really the, 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 the starting of the, the, this big movement, uh, they were quite uh, uh, shy uh, the GCC, uh, the Khaliji people, they were they were quite shy to actually show, but uh, to 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 spread their messages. But they actually had some. Why do you think uh, they were shy, Quentin? Was it was it a sort of a personal thing, or is there is there something else at play in terms of of the politics of it all? Well, I think I would say that because they know that. They suffered less than the others, uh, if, if that makes sense. Uh, they didn't want to compare with the, 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 the young uh, uh, artists uh, in Egypt who were actually facing some real uh, yeah, um, sure. danger, I mean, or, or be in prison or be deported. That's also the big thing uh, in the GCC. But they... They, they were kind of, yeah, uh, uh, very elegant in the way to express. And there is also obviously the other part, which is strong states. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and on that we can uh, obviously uh, talk is that what we heard a lot from uh, many artists is that there are three topics we don't speak about. It's uh, politics, uh, sex, and criticism of religion. Right. Uh, okay. Other than that, they would actually uh, they, 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 they they had more uh, uh, they, they were more ready to uh, actually address that the, the other topics. But these three topics are too controversial. Or were too controversial. But I don't think it's really changed uh, since. And that's region-wide, is it, Quentin? Oh, yeah. I would say this is really from our experience from the GCC. Yeah, sure. Um, I, I wouldn't dare saying uh, about the other part of the Arab world. Oh, sorry, yeah. I just meant region-wide across the, yeah, the yeah. GCC. Yeah. It's it's got me thinking. Listening to to you talking, it's got me thinking about when I was in Bahrain in in twenty fourteen and. And art and graffiti were were really prominent parts of 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 life in Manama, particularly across across the souk, where where the sort of the urban environment took on a a landscape. It took on a part of the the broader struggle between protesters and and the regime. 
where where people were able to express their their political hopes, fears, aspirations through engaging in 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 this sort of artistic creativity. And I remember seeing seeing posters and and imagery and and graffiti written in Arabic, but also in English. Uh, which I guess says a lot about the internationalization of the conflict. But the the protesters were were clearly writing um, political and anti regime messages. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. In the villages, it was uh, in Bahrain. In the villages, it, you could see uh, graffiti written sentences yeah. uh, in black everywhere, um, and and uh, very harsh. Actually, very very anti regime, as you said. Um, yeah, this is a, re- a, 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 a reality. This was a reality, still is, I think, a reality in Bahrain. And the regime tries to uh, cover these uh, graffiti. And it's, you can see some uh, uh, white paintings over there, but it's, it's it, over the, the, the sentence, but it's, it was coming back every weekend. Uh, so this was very uh, present. Um, to us, um, it's, that's, yeah, it's a tricky topic because we didn't, in our book, we didn't address this kind of, uh, this type of graffiti, which exists. Uh, because, first of all, they were very uh, politically driven. And uh, that would have been, uh, that, that would have required us to do a complete other topic of, uh, uh, about the book. And secondly, because we had a huge debate among uh, with my uh, colleague uh, Mathieu, uh, if we considered it as non-expert, if we considered it as, as art or, or or not, we we really had a strong conversation, and that we pushed, uh, we, we, uh, which and, uh, the, the decision about it, we we, we postponed it indefinitely, and saying, come on, we have to go in the villages, we have to see. And, and in the end, we choose not to because there were uh, uh, some other uh, big artists, I would say, who mm. were doing some uh, really visual uh, art uh, in Bahrain. And we decided to go uh, and, and see what they do uh, rather than go into uh, the very uh, deeply uh, uh, political uh, uh, topic that was, to be very fair, um, above all on comprehension. We weren't good enough for, uh, with this book, we weren't knowledgeable enough about the situation uh, in Bahrain uh, regarding the, the, the revolution or the revolt or the events as, they, as uh, the regime calls it over there. Yeah. I, I, I find it really interesting hearing you talk about this in the sense that there's there's so much scope for different expressions of creativity from the the deeply political and and vehemently anti-regime sentiment expressed in the villages and in many cases across the souk to the more um more visual imagery yeah. that you you're talking about which which tended from from my understanding and from from engaging with the books tended to take place more within the structures set out by the the regime. So you've got this whole spectrum of different types of imagery playing out within political and urban contexts. Yeah, the, 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 
there are two ways uh, these uh, artists are able to express. It's, uh, um, or it's space granted or, uh, uh, yeah, granted by the government, let's say, a wall. They have the authorization to, to, to do graffiti on this wall. And, uh, well, it depends from each country. We can go deeper uh, uh, maybe after all. But more or less, uh, you, you have places that are uh, government authorized, I would say. You have, and you have the private environment. Malls uh, have a huge part in it, and all the uh, private companies, they, they, all the private companies in the region, we've seen that they support a lot the local artists um, because they organize events uh, during which the artists will be able to grasp or they commission artists to uh, grasp on the, in a restaurant. Uh, and, and this is a, a huge part of uh, uh, how the artists are uh, uh, able to actually uh, uh, grasp. So, so both these, uh, these, these, these layers. After the... the it depends really from one country to another. For example, in, in the UAE, and particularly in Dubai and Abu Dhabi, it was really uh, private companies driven. Let's say, I don't know, Perrier, uh, Red Bull, uh, uh, Adidas, all those brands would actually commission a lot of uh, uh, these artists. And for example, in, the, in, the, in, in uh, Saudi Arabia, in Jeddah, you would have uh, in the middle of uh, Jeddah uh, uh, a small park on which there is a wall uh, given by the municipality and the artists can come there and uh, do graffiti uh, as much as they want. So you, you really have both and not, it, it's not mutually exclusive. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Let's let's talk a little bit about the the cross GCC differences, if that's okay. I mean, yeah. you're talking about the the rules of the game sort of being set out in terms of you don't criticize uh, Islam, you don't talk about sex, and you don't talk about politics. But but what are the the similarities and differences that that you found across the the different states, please? Uh, the um, the uh, I don't know if, it, if, if, if it's correct in English, but the Arabness pride, I would say. Sure, it okay. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. So, really, um, this uh, pride of belonging to a strong culture, that is, and that's what many think, uh, many artists that we interviewed think, undervalued uh, because uh, they, they, they think, and it might be true in some way, that the Westerners are really in, know the, the, the Arab world through the Levant, uh, through the eyes of uh, uh, Egypt, uh, Syria, and Iraq, etc. Those big and strong cultures and very uh, uh, prestigious culture, I would say. And sometimes they do forget about uh, what the GCC is, and maybe they think that the foreigners would think that the uh, GCC is only uh, uh, rich people with oil 
and cars mm. and, uh, and and uh, and and camels. And uh, so one of their main objectives was to uh, showcase the depth and the strength of their culture. Um, sometimes, whether it's the tribality or the the uh, so, some would think it's ironic. I, I don't think it is, but the the the, the place of the woman in the society. Well, for, for example, in Bahrain, we have one artist who is very uh, talented. It's called uh, Huville, and he, 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 he grasps a lot of uh, uh, women's face with the traditional Bahraini and that you can find uh, uh, other ways uh, uh, in other countries in the Gulf, with the, the traditional Bahraini mask, you know. And th this is something he, he, th that is beautiful to him and he wants to show uh, and to uh, uh, yeah yeah to, to actually uh, uh, put forward so this is some the the, the, the pride uh, of belonging to this uh, uh, strong and and, and, and complex uh, culture is one of the main trains we came across in the uh, in the GCC that's that's interesting. From that, is there this? I mean, the title of the book is the Khaliji voice. Is there a a Khaliji identity that that really comes out then? We talk about the Arab pride. Is there a, a Gulfy pride? Uh, well, <laughs> the, the, um, I would say that. Yeah, they, they, I would say that there is this um, pride of both historical and 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 and, uh, and, and to date uh, the the, the uh, this uh, encounter between the, the the tribes and the merchants of the cities uh, of the Gulf. Uh, one of the main uh, the, um, culture shared, obviously, in the Gulf is the pearling uh, yeah. uh, culture, right? Mm -hmm. This is not particularly something that we came across with the young people, but what we came across was the same uh, mentality. I mean by that, that they, they thought, they, they, uh, yeah, they were thinking very similarly. They were saying we are not different from the, uh, uh, we have the same standards, we have the same dreams, we have the same uh, uh, wishes uh, as the rest of uh, the, 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 the humanity, I would say. Uh, uh, but yet, we still come from a very uh, uh, peculiar uh, 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 system, uh, which is a mix of uh, tribality and uh, uh, um, the merchants of the coast and also obviously the religion which is still important. Yeah. Some, some would really, and I'm thinking about the conversation we had in, in KSA, in Saudi Arabia, sorry, um, about, about religion. Obviously, as I said, you, you would not criticize religion, but on the other hand, uh, they were not even thinking about criticizing it, they were very proud to showcase it also. 
Sure. So remind, reminding, maybe it's proper to Saudi, maybe we can uh, think about that, but uh, they, they were very proud to showcase the fact that this is the land of the religion, you know. Um, so, yes, they, they, I, I don't know if, I would say that within this community there is a strong uh, uh, common denominator, but what, I, what we saw is that these people from all the uh, uh, GCC countries of this urban arts in a community are uh, very linked to one another. So, does that make sense? Yeah, it, yeah. It, it does. To what extent is there a, a set of relationships then? I mean, you're just talking about the, the linkages in terms of identities, but is there a a shared sort of network of, of artists operating across the GCC or is oh, it? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They all know each other. They all um, uh, have keep contact with each other. They actually do perform all together. Uh, I will give you two examples. One is in Dubai. Uh, I, I can't remember the name exactly of the event, but it was uh, governmental funded. It was the world record of the uh, uh, longest graffiti uh, happening in Dubai. And all the artists from uh, Kuwait, uh, Oman, uh, Qatar, and uh, uh, Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, everywhere, everyone was, uh, was invited to uh, all the big ones that... Yeah, they all know together. They were invited to uh, to participate in that. And another example is uh, Aramco, uh, the the Saudi uh, uh, oil company, um, is has been for long very involved in supporting the the the, the, the art scene. Um, they, they they actually spend a lot of money in that. And uh, what they did is they they, they organized also an, an event in uh, Dahan, I think. And they, and they invited the Bahrainis and the uh, Emiratis to come and graph with the Saudis, you know. Yeah. And every And it's the same thing with breakdance. All the events are uh, uh, one time the, 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 the show will be, uh, a competition will be held uh, in, uh, in, uh, in Abu Dhabi or the other it will be in Manama and the other in Kuwait and they will all travel and, uh, and get to compete against one another. So they really know each other very well, actually. They, Fantastic. They, they are friends. Many of them are very friends. Right. That, that's really interesting to hear. Uh, Quentin, we, we've taken up so much of your time already. Uh, I have one final question, if I may, and that is, uh, if anyone is interested in getting hold of a copy of the book, where can they, or sorry, the series, I should say, where can they get hold of it from? <laughs> Uh, it's it's uh, on the uh, LACMA, the Los Angeles County Museum of Art, and the MoMA, both of them in New York, they both of them sell copies online. Um, and, and that is our main, uh, actually, uh, <laughs> distributor also, L'Institut du Monde Arabe in France. We don't have, uh, how do you say, Amazon or whatever. We went through those kind of uh, boutique, if I may say so. So it's on the website, yeah, of the mobile, the LACMA, the Amazing. Well, I'll, yeah. I will share a link underneath this podcast on the SoundCloud page in well, the description so people can, can get hold of a copy of it because it's a wonderful project. I'm really pleased that we were able to get you on, Quentin, and talk to you about it. 
I've really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for, for spending some time with us today. It's really, really been a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure speaking with you. The pleasure is ours, Quentin. And uh, thank you for listening. As always, until next time. <laughs>